welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy and strong to carry out your life, okay? (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way, what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times, We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Ladies, hello. Thank you so much to all of you who submitted the most wonderful and kind podcast reviews. And it was so fun getting to get your emails because I know some of you don't feel bad (laughs) if you just screenshot it and sent it to me. That's all you needed to do. And that's probably all I would have done as well. But some of you also took the time to write in the email just some things about yourself or the similarities we have. And it was so fun to connect with more of you. And kind of, you know, air quotes here, meet each other. I know it's over the computer, but still, or phone or whatever. But I really appreciate it. So without further ado, ladies, I took all of you who submitted your reviews via email and put it in a random online name generator that just, yeah, input every name, you hit, you know, find a winner and it picks it for you. And the very first name that popped up was Melissa T. So Melissa T, I know you well (laughs) in person and in real life. And I will send you your Amazon gift card. Thank you so much. Thank you to all of you who submitted. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. It is the last in the series of healthy fall prep. Today, we are talking all about stocking your freezer and pantry. Now, Real quick before I dive in, I just want to let you know that the eight-week group coaching program that I offer just a few times a year is kicking off September 18th. If you have heard this at the start of a lot of episodes, just go ahead and skip a couple. I'm not going to go way into it today. I just want to let you know that that is coming up and I am pre-recording this, so the spots might even already be full because I cap it to just 20 ladies. So What I do is teach you all the basics of nutrition, what works best for your body, of working out. And it's not really for beginners. It's just a good introductory program for the person who hasn't worked with me before because I walk you through what I consider proper hydration and fueling your body well. You come away just absolutely knowing what to do. Like you could never work with somebody again. You could never need a different 
you know, another program again. Um, I have obviously another monthly workout group for those who want to continue on with my personal workouts. It's called the chasing greatness group, but this is just setting the foundation for you because you really cannot just piecemeal and go, you know, Google macro eating plan. You have no idea what works for your body and what's going to work and you need time to figure it out. So even for someone to just say like, let's do a coaching call and you can set me up with a macro eating plan. I can't do that. I need a couple of weeks to see your food logs, to work with you, to explain things to you. So you can make these small tweaks of things you're already eating and doing or, you know, changing your workouts to actually be effective. If you're just picking random YouTube workouts or doing a lot of cardio or whatever, I just teach you how to fine tune everything to get your body to be a fat burning machine. And it just works from there on out. So (laughs) hundreds of women have done this. I love doing this. I love teaching people how to lose fat and to maintain fat loss because it really is simple. It's not complicated once, you know, I break it down very simply for you. I am not a big mathematician, but I can, you know, make the concepts work. Um, So if I can understand it, anybody can understand it. But that kicks off September 18th. So you can message me, Brittany at healthycatholicmoms.com if you need to find out if there's more spots left or just go over to my website, healthycatholicmoms.com and sign up there. Okay. Today, talking about stocking your freezer and pantry, come on back if you (laughs) skipped ahead. All right. Before we talk about stocking it, number one, the first thing I want you to do is use up what is there. So go look in your freezer, go look in your pantry, come up with a meal plan for the next week or two to try to use up stuff that's going to be going bad. That's been in there a while. You know, we love new, we love shiny. We love like going out and picking out all new stuff. And that's awesome. That's going to come next. But we don't want to be wasteful. We want to be resourceful. Use up what's there. Make some weird meals for a couple of weeks. I will tell my family, I'm like, listen, it's going to be a little bit of a weird combination (laughs) for the next couple of weeks. We're going to have meals that don't really make sense because I had to pull out some weird frozen egg bites I had in the freezer and serve them with broccoli and like some weird side, you know, so it is what it is. We want to use up what we have first before we just chuck everything out and, you know, start new. And you don't want to just layer in the new stuff on top of the old. The reason I think uh, that even stocking our freezers and pantries is so important and is so nice to do seasonally is so that you can kind of have this general foundation of knowing all your basics are reset. You know, there's lots of times that I'll go to make a recipe and I'm like, oh, shoot, I don't have whatever key ingredient. That's something I always have. Like, how did that fly under the radar? And it's frustrating. So this is nice to like be able to just lay the groundwork for what's probably going to be a busy season for you and your family that back to school time usually is and know like, all right, we are well stocked, ready to go heading into it. And I think it's an awesome peace of mind kind of feeling. So step two, after you've used up what you have is to make a list of what you use all the time and include your bailout foods. So if you guys make, say like some kind of specific uh, Annie's mac and cheese or something is one of your family's go-to bailout foods. Like I can, bailout foods to me are things that are really easy to throw together to make that are kind of pre-made, but are healthier than fast food, you know, and they can be as healthy as you want. It could range from like, I do have some examples of my own, but like some bailout foods for our family are cauliflower frozen pizzas or, um, general sow chicken that they have at Aldi that it just happens to be gluten-free. We're not gluten-free, but it's really delicious, but it's, 
you know, not perfectly clean. Those are what I consider bailout foods. So make a list of things that your family loves that you use routinely and include those bailout foods. Now, I will just give you my list so that maybe it gives you some inspiration or some ideas about what we usually have on hand. And lately too, ladies, like I really not been sharing much by way of recipes on my Instagram or, um, on any, like, I guess I still share them with my email list. So that's not true, but I haven't been creating new recipes as much. If you're in the eight week program, you get those recipes. If you're in the chasing greatness group, you get access to all my previous recipes, anything from, you know, different challenges to different holiday programs and whatnot. So I do have a really big stock of recipes up, but lately I think because I followed recipes for so long or developed recipes for so long, I like to just shoot from the hip. Like now to me, cooking is really fun, creative. And, you know, I just, I like to have the staples on hand. I do meal plan for the week, but I like more to just have staples on hand to have proteins readily available and cooked and whatnot too, so that I can throw together different combinations. And that's just me right now. That's just the season I'm in. But these staples I can do a lot with if I have them on hand. Now, like I just said, you have to be, the reason I do still advise having some kind of plan going into the week is if you've got meat in your freezer, like you can't shoot from the hip on what the heck are we eating tonight? Because it's got to be defrosted. So this is where I think it's nice to have everything well stocked, but then by Sunday night or Monday, come up with a plan for the week so that you know what you're defrosting when and you make sure you have the right stuff. So my list of what's in our freezer as bulk staples is chicken. Definitely. I always have chicken breast or chicken thighs or both. Uh, sausage is a big one, especially when grocery prices skyrocketed. Sausage is one of those things that is a protein that is definitely on the cheaper side. It's obviously on the higher fat side as well, but remember we're not scared of calories. So if it works for your day, that's still okay. And actually most of my family really enjoys it. I think it's super versatile too. Another perk for it is that it defrosts really quickly. So if I've forgotten to pull something out and it's one o'clock, I can usually still pull that out and use it for dinner and it's all good. And I usually do, I mean, chicken I use all the time too. So I'm not going to talk about all of these for 20 minutes, but if you don't really use sausage right now, I think chicken's a little more common. Like I will do lots of different sausage combinations with uh, rice, like farro. Farro is not a rice technically that's an ancient grain, but I'll do, um, and I'll talk about that in the pantry staples, but I'll do like a sausage farro with lots of veggies and goat cheese, or I just switch up the basic elements in there. Like it's usually farro and sausage. And then I might do like red onion, sun-dried tomato and goat cheese or, and spinach, or I might do feta cheese and still the sausage and farro, but a different kind of vegetables that go great with the feta cheese. I might do it with parm cheese. Like I just switch up the staples, but I use that all the time. Same thing with pasta. I'll swap in, I'll swap out the farro and use chickpea or regular pasta or mix of both. And I'll do sausage and pasta and fire roasted diced tomatoes. And then I'll top it with some shredded mozzarella or whatever. Like there's so much you can do (laughs) with sausage and those uh, specific combos. And that's always like a quick one pan kind of meal, stovetop meal too. So that some variation of that is in our weeknight dinners at least once a week. Like I just switch things out. So it's different, 
but everybody likes it. My kids like the sausage. Sometimes we're still a little weird about the mixing, you know, the something one food touching another food. So I will sometimes just leave some sausage separate for the kids and some Pharaoh separate or whatever, you know, we play the game sometimes. So that's always in my freezer is lots of chicken, lots, lots of sausage. Shrimp is another great one. We do meatless Fridays, So we'll use shrimp a lot, but it's also one of those quick defrost foods where if you have not thought about dinner, you can always grab shrimp out of the freezer and it's ready to go in like 10 minutes. You can do some quick shrimp tacos or shrimp and pasta or something like that. Uh, bread products too, I store up in the freezer. So whether I'm buying bread or I'm making bread, if same thing with like tortillas, buying or making, I'll throw a bunch in the freezer, burger buns or hot dog buns or whatever, that kind of stuff. I like to have stocked up in the freezer. Lastly, frozen fruits and vegetables. Um, I love fresh and I love having fresher in our house. However, sometimes frozen can be cheaper to buy. Also, it just obviously has a longer shelf life where if I get produce, it's, you know, we only have X amount of days to eat it. And I know there are some hacks to make produce last longer. I've shared some of those hacks as well. That was an episode titled something about put your carrots in water, but dry your lettuce. And it's true. A lot of those things really do work and extend your shelf life. However, what I run into more often than not is if I try to grocery shop only once a week, they will eat through the produce and then... I would have to turn like my fridge can only hold so much. So I can't buy more produce to fit their appetites and fill their appetites. So using the freezer helps me in this way. We use frozen fruit for smoothies, uh, top it on yogurt and stuff. Sometimes I use frozen vegetables. Then sometimes is again, my preference would be roasted vegetables usually, but I will use those um, for dinner. A client and listener shared once too that you can just roast frozen vegetables. And I have tried that, but it still tastes you know, not the same to me as when you do it with fresh, of course, but you know, that's another quick way to prepare it. So frozen fruits and vegetables always on stock there. Now moving over to the pantry. This is what I keep stocked up. Number one, kind of like the grain family and pasta family here is farro, which I mentioned is an ancient grain. It's delicious. If you've never heard of farro, go get yourself some. <laughs> and then I do keep a bunch of different rices. I'll keep you know, brown rice, a big bag of brown rice. I keep arborio rice because I like to make my own risotto. Um, I also keep usually just a couple. I haven't done this in a while, but I try to buy the bulk rice because that is, you know, a way to save money. To It takes a lot longer to cook, like an hour. Also, usually better for us to have those kinds of foods as a side note, if you didn't know that, because our body usually digests things better if it's cooked longer than like just an instant rice. But what I usually do is also keep on hand a couple little instant rice packets, you know, the ones you just pop in the microwave for 90 seconds or something, because they're a good bailout food when again, you're like, crap, I don't have an hour, but I need to put a healthy dinner on the table. So that can be helpful. Um, oh, where am I in the grain family? Pasta, chickpea pasta. And then I'll also always have usually the makings for pasta sauce like big cans of, I love making sauce. So usually what I'll do is make my own sauce a couple, like at least once a month. And I just make a huge vat of it. And then I freeze it in Ziploc bags, like flat. And then I just stack it in the freezer. Like a lot of people do that for soup. I do that for soup as well, but I'll freeze it like that. Um, so I usually have the makings of sauce, but I also keep, this is kind of the same thing as rice. I'll keep some store-bought sauce on hand for when I'm just out of homemade. I don't have time to make homemade. We need a quick something for pizza or a quick something for pasta. Um, I did mention 
the, my fire roasted tomato love. I love fire roasted tomatoes and I especially love the ones with little dice green chilies. So I will add that to a lot of dishes. I always stock up on cans of that. I also stock up on cans of black beans. Now, this is an area where, again, take stock of what your family likes and enjoys because there's tons of canned goods that, you know, have a really long shelf life that you can stock up on that my family's not wild about. So I don't do like we don't do any kind of corn or green beans or anything like that from cans because they are not into it. And that kind of stuff I just use fresh or frozen then and don't use canned goods. But, you know, take stock of what canned goods you guys do like to have. And then lastly, the last kind of category is nut butters. So peanut butter, almond butter, cashew butter, whatever you use, nuts, trail mix, raisins, freeze dried fruits. These are always I try to keep on stock in the pantry. (laughs) Some of these things leave more quickly than others, like uh, freeze dried fruits. I can never keep in the house. They whether I make them with our dehydrator or I buy freeze dried or whatever, like I have to ration those. Those have to be under lock and key. I will see sometimes people share. Like this is my kid's snack cabinet. You know, it's made my life so much easier because they don't ask me for a snack. They just go in and get it. And I'm like, okay, well, if I put dried fruits in there, <laughs> I would need like to take out a home equity on my house or something to pay for that because they would just inhale them. So uh, that's what it looks like over here. Now, my big tip for adding to this stash and having a really good backup for freezer and more so freezer, I guess, than pantry here is to to try to at least double one meal a week and then freeze it. I am not super scrupulous about like looking at the week and being like, what is the one meal I'm doubling? But there are just some things that when I make it, I know I'm making extra and I'm doubling. Like when I make the sauce, I will never just make one quantity of sauce that like we would need for one dinner. I make at least several times that I give some away. Usually I freeze it. And same thing with meatballs. By the time I mix and roll all those meatballs, I am making double. I'm freezing it. I just did that that one last week. I do it for the things I know freeze well. Turkey meatloaf is another big one my family loves. So I will make two. I will freeze one ready to go. And these are the best kind of bailout foods because they're quick. They're ready to go. Like I'm such a fan of this. I don't do a big, I kind of aspire to do a big (laughs) freezer meal prep day. I, that's another thing I watch YouTube videos about. I talked last episode about watching YouTube videos about people like doing the really most mundane things. Freezer meals is one of them. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's one lady I stumbled upon. Her name is Jay Morell. And some of you might be familiar with her. And she's like, all right, we are going to start today getting our prep on. You're going to start by browning 25 pounds of burger meat. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, how do you, <laughs> how does one brown 25 pounds of burger meat at once? But I think I need some bigger pans, a bigger stove. I don't know what I need. But anyway, I don't do that kind of thing. But what I do, do (laughs) for the lack of a better word here. And what I advise that you do is to double your efforts, like make your time work for you. If you're doing it once you can do a little more and it take, well, you know, way less time from future Brittany. If that makes sense, think about it. Like if it takes you an hour to prepare turkey meatloaf, say it's going to take you maybe an extra 10 minutes to make up mix up that separate one when you're already chopping all the ingredients, you're already prepping everything. So if you are not doing this, truly, you could just win some of your time back where it's so nice. I'm so excited where I can look at the next week and be like, what are we going to eat for dinner? And I open the freezer and I see what I've got stashed up. Awesome. I already have taco meat from last week. That's another one. I only make taco meat every couple of weeks because I just make like three portions or at least two portions when it's a taco Tuesday night. 
And then I freeze that in a Ziploc bag and just freeze it flat, already cooked, ready to go. Doesn't taste weird. I know we can't do this with everything. I don't freeze any kind of pastas after I've made them or anything like that. But the stuff I know freezes well, like just make more of your efforts. And it goes a really long way and helps keep that stash for when stuff gets really busy. All right. Because then you still just have to find like one night to cook dinner, but you now get two meals out of it and or three meals out of it and all that goodness. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for joining me and for being here with me today. Next week, no, next episode, rather, we are going to talk about why it's okay to loosen up your diet on the weekends. Okay. What that might look like. I'm going to walk through a couple options of how you can do 80 20 eating, which is what I advise 80% whole clean foods, 20% treats how you can make it work for your schedule. All right, so that's next up, and I will talk to you then. Have a good rest of your day.